Hey, this is Rachel Friedman, and you are listening to the Wellness Boss Podcast, episode number 21, The Coaching Experience. Have you ever wondered what really happens in a coaching session? I know I did before I hired my first coach. So today, I have a very special treat for you. I'm going to let you be a fly on the wall and experience a coaching session firsthand. My amazing client, Stacey, is allowing all of you to listen in on one of our sessions together. So sit back and relax and get all the amazing takeaways from our session together. Hey, this is Rachel Friedman, and you are listening to The Wellness Boss. To really compete in the wellness industry, you have to have a fully integrated business. That's why each week, I will be answering your questions, sharing my stories, giving you tips and advice on how to create a business you love and that makes money. Let's get started. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fine. I am doing well, Rachel. I got up late this morning and I was 10 minutes late to my program that started at eight o'clock. And I called and said, I'm 10 minutes away. And then I get a call from the executive director that said, oh my God, I forgot you were coming today. We had an emergency in the building over the weekend. So I have to reschedule. It's okay that I drove from Decatur to Ackworth as fast as I could. Oh, right. It's okay that that happened. Mm. Hold on. I'm going to let it go. So, and I tried to call her yesterday many times and the line would just go. And for some reason, when I tried to email from my phone and the there it won't let me do it it's so weird I don't understand huh and I don't know why you just came out of my still there now you're better now better now so yep and I set my alarm three times to wake up this morning and heard it one time and the next time it was seven o'clock then yes then yesterday I was supposed to be there for an eight o'clock meeting Nope, I was 30 minutes late and I was the meeting. And the only good part was that I was literally less than 10 minutes away. Okay. And so the director called and said, Well, I don't think I can keep people here. You know, they've been in the overnight shift. I said, She says, they can't stay till 12. I go, Oh, no problem. I wasn't planning on them staying later. We'll just end at 11 and whoever's there is there. So two days in a row, this is a bit much. Yeah. So what's happening? Yeah, that's what I was asking you. Like, (laughs) why? Like, last night I made sure to set my alarms. I didn't turn my meditation on because I thought maybe that's what's interfering with the alarm not going off. I checked the mileage before I went to bed. It's something. I have one more tomorrow and I, well, one more this week. And I'd like to be on time tomorrow, but then next week, two are far away. What is it, Rachel? Why can I not be there on time? Yeah, what's going on in your head? It's something that I don't know, but I would love to find out what it is. Okay. So we know the circumstances. You're late. You're not arriving on time. Right. You're not getting up. I'm not getting up. Yeah. That's really what it roots from. Yes. Okay. The first thing that came to mind is is it something to do with fear or not believing something like that might be 
that's that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. So let's just dive into the fear a little bit. Okay. So first off, can you remember a time as a kid feeling a similar feeling, like about to do something new or about to do something different? Mm-mm. It's not. I remember like feeling a nervous stomach, but I don't remember being so late to anything like this yeah. and, and, and kid, something big. Hold on, big. right. As a kid, it might have showed up in a different way. It did. Like, because it did. being late as a kid is like not a hundred percent on us. Like I was late everywhere, not my choice. My mother, classic Jewish style always 30 to 45 minutes late, like to the point where I had to do extra push-ups, extra sit-ups, so unfair. I'm so scarred by it, honestly, to this day, to the point where like, I like start to have anxiety attack if I think I'm going to be late. It's ridiculous. What? Holding space for myself there, getting better. But it's like, it doesn't often show up in the same way. Like when I think about like, that's very different from when I, if I was scared of something new I was going to do, like it didn't show up necessarily me being late, but maybe it showed up in a different way. Like I can remember like yesterday having to take the SATs and that really stands in my mind. And I totally freaked the fuck out because I was so terrified of not doing well, which I didn't, of not doing well and then not being able to get into like the good college, right? And what that would mean for my future. And it didn't show up in me being late for say, right? But it stopped me from being able to focus. I ended up in the toilet for like probably half the SATs, you know? So like, we want to just think about just holding that space for ourselves because she's still inside of you. That's Scare. I mean, fear to me is very much a childlike vibration. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that as a kid, it came up. I, I felt it in my stomach, like a nervous stomach or something like that, that type of anxiety. Yeah. And it, what would happen? Like when you had a nervous stomach, like what would that, would it stop you from doing things? Would it cause you to be late because you were like me in the toilet? Like what happened? I would say either it caused me to be late or I would have to excuse myself from whatever that activity is and go take care of business, literally. Right, right. And that's why I was kind of going there because like, it's like so like, hits home for me too, sweetie. But it's like, okay, so, but what had happened in that time when you were either late or you, you know, you had to like delay something, it's kind of similar, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're delaying, maybe you were late technically, right? But it's that same idea. And it's like, of course you're nervous. It's new. Like if you weren't, I'd be a little bit like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. in all seriousness, right? So it's like, what did, like, when you think about times as a child, what did you need to hear as a kid? Like, I will sometimes sit with myself and just give that to myself right now. I didn't know I needed to hear anything until right. it of happened not this then. morning. <laughs> not then. Of not then. No, and, and even now, what I'm saying is I didn't know I needed to hear something until mm. today, until uh. twice. Like once. Right. It just had to okay. hit. Yeah. But honestly, I, I think that's pretty normal. Like once, okay, shit happens. Twice is when we start to explore it. Like, okay, this is becoming, it looks like a pattern. Like what? WTF. Yes. And it's not my pattern. Ooh, interesting. It's not my pattern on a regular basis when I know I have to show up to, I'm the speaker, I'm the teacher, I'm the whatever, to be 30 minutes late. Are you joking? Are you joking here the second day? I'm going to be 15 minutes late. I checked the path. I gassed the car. I made my lunch. So I did all those things to be prepared Yeah. But your brain, I'm guessing, was telling you you still weren't. Obviously, I wasn't. Yeah. So it was going to prove to you that you're not prepared. 
even though you did everything action-wise, the only thing I think maybe didn't happen is you didn't prepare yourself or hold space for yourself to allow for it to be a little nervous, to allow to be like not perfect, to allow like the mental pre preparation. Like you got rid of the meditation. The thing that- The thing that I love the most because for prior to- Monday night, when I've turned on my meditation, when I listen to it on my phone, and then I set my alarm, sometimes my alarm won't go off. And sometimes it will wow. go off. It's so weird. Okay. So I chose not to deal yeah, with it. What? Okay, okay. And not, not we don't need to judge or shame, right? Like you chose from a very strategic place. But what did you need to be telling yourself in addition to all those amazing preparations you did, you did the one piece that was missing is what you needed to tell yourself. Would you thank goodness have this now that you can do for tomorrow? I needed to tell myself that it was going to be okay, that I got this, that I had a great day yesterday, that, that even though I was late yesterday, I just went in and took charge and made the best of it. And okay. then when I went in at three o'clock, it was awesome. It was awesome. Okay. So what you needed to tell yourself is, of course, I'm nervous, hand on heart, normal, right? I'm doing something a little bit new, not in terms of like maybe the material, but like new in terms of like, you know, I booked this long-term gig that is like a little bit new, right? Like it's maybe more money than I'm used to, right? Like all these level ups, right? And so of course, when we attach money to our value, right? And so it's, of course, it's like, oh, I'm getting more money. So I need to bring more value, which increases the pressure, which of course increases the nerves and it's okay. It's not a problem, but we just sometimes have to remind ourselves, oh, right, this is normal. Of course, I'm going to feel a little extra pressure right now. And I can have all that. And I know my shit. I am so worth every penny and so much more. Like what they're paying me is like a fraction of the value that I'm bringing. You just have to remind yourself because your brain just went to default where it was like, oh shit, am I going to bring the value? Is it worth it? Am I giving them enough? Nothing went wrong. Your brain just went to what it does. What is more practiced, which is what is more practiced only because it's been practiced. Did that make any sense? I got it. Okay, good. <laughs> like, I think it made sense. <laughs> So here's okay. the thing, it's, it's not shitting or shunning or telling ourselves, no, I shouldn't be nervous, never. It's holding space for that. It's not like burying it under the rug. That shit, do not, I've, I've mastered that. Don't do it, trust me, does not work. It just slows shit down. I got very good at that and it, trust me, do not learn at least from that. If the one thing you learn from my mistake, don't do that one. Yep, that's it. Yeah, little girl Stacy, eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 16-year-old, whatever year it like sparks for you, just needs to be reminded it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be questioning everything. It's okay to be thinking, oh, can I bring it? Am I worth it? And now here's the thing, all that's okay for little Stacy, but big girl Stacy, 50-year-old Stacy, gets to tell her, yes, sweetie, you do. Two things. Um, one, yep, you really touched an emotional point. And if I could have allowed myself to continue to sob, I would have. Yeah, that's it. So are you, are you doing, we can call it a Rachelism. Are you brushing it, like kind of ignoring it? Like trying to like move past it without actually allowing yourself to validate that it's okay to have some of those feelings. 
Or is it just that it wasn't in your awareness? It was not okay. in my awareness. Sure. Okay. Did I feel nervous, but not like nervous to the point that I was going to be late? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like more of a subconscious nervous, yes. not like a conscious nervous. It was really, it was a really like an old. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And so crazy because those, that subconscious is so freaking tricky. It's so fucking annoying. So, <sighs> If we could yes. just like hammer it out, really. Yes. Right. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me yesterday. I just thought it was just a mistake. Yeah. The only reason I bring that up is because just working with you now, Stacy, I know one of your things is value, right? And I know one of your things is like, you know, your brain, the old, old Stacy brain is very much like, am I valuable enough? Am I worth it? And so it's not, it's like, if I hadn't known you, I might not have gone there. But knowing that, of course, that's what your brain, like, here's this long-term thing and you charged more, she accepted, like, it's just all the things that were leveling you up. And of course your brain wants to sabotage it. Because remember that, um, did you ever read that book, The Big Leap? No, but I have it put to it, buy. Yeah, put it on your Amazon wish list. Okay. And because he talks about this, it's small book, super easy to read. He talks about this and it resonated with me so much because I see it all over my fucking life is that whenever I'm leveling up, something else crashes. And it's just your brain trying to keep you at the same temperature, that same level of success. It's, it's, it's kind of almost like a form of self-sabotage, but not that extreme. Yeah, but that's what I felt like. Yeah. And it's exactly what your brain did. It's just trying to keep you at status quo. Well, we'll just make you late because then you're not as valuable. You're not as successful. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Tomorrow you're going to be hundred percent on time. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Because we had this conversation well, today. Well, partially. And because now you have this awareness and you can just hold that space mm -hmm. and you can be like, okay. And you also have two days of like proof for your brain. Like I know my shit. And I did it in less time, which in some ways I think is so amazing. Well, I didn't give them everything, but you know, you've taught classes before, you know, your morning class is always different than your afternoon class. No, I mean, in all truthfulness, there's times where I have like this whole agenda and I get on like one, like one mm -hmm. of the 12 things, you know, you know, that's just, yep. It's okay. I have a belief that people, we always get what we're supposed to get whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I always get what I'm supposed to get, whether it's what I thought I was going to get or not, doesn't always match, but I always get what I'm supposed to get. So I just decided to apply that to other people. They always get what they're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. Like Byron Katie says, I don't know if you've read any of her stuff. I love her. She was one of my first like teachers uh -huh. is we only lose a hundred percent of the time when we argue with reality. I probably mutilated it, but something like that. Every single time. Right. We only lose when we argue with reality. It's a hundred percent, hundred percent success rate that we will lose. Mm -hmm. So true. Right. But we just, for some, whatever reason we argue with it. Mm -hmm. So they got exactly what they needed, Stacy. Yeah. I really do believe that they couldn't absorb yeah. anymore in yeah. that time. Yeah. And it, the universe set it up perfectly. Like maybe you were late, but also maybe you were late because you were only supposed to give them what you gave them. We could look at it that way too. I mean, it's not sure. that I want you to be late. Like we don't want, it's not that I'm saying that honestly, no. from a professional standpoint, we don't want you late, but we can instead like not beat ourselves up about it. Like, you know what? They got everything they need. And I'm learning. I'm a work in progress. I tell myself that all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a work in progress. <laughs> That value thing just runs really deep. Yeah. I feel, I, it's just resonating. It's like, I just want to crawl up in the bed and just. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in, you know what? It just is a reminder. Oh, I just have to remind myself. I have to look in the mirror and I have to remind myself every day of my value. And that it, my value also is not attached like my inherent value as a person is not attached to my business value. 
I think that's something really important we have to remind ourselves of. I, I still have to, because our brains have been taught that what makes us valuable, like in school, right? You were valuable, you got a good grade, you got an A, right? You helped a friend. But it was never just like told, at least for me, it was never told to me, you're just valuable because you're a human on the planet Earth. Right. I remember trying in my second year of teaching, I remember trying to teach that to my ninth graders. Mm. I had a big discussion about that. I mean, I remember scrapping the whole lesson and made them move all in a circle to talk about that in A, the grade does not define who you are. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But then why does you giving like but you're doing that to yourself. The A. Practice your own shit. All I can say is I remember teaching that so hard. And I remember them saying, I wish you would go home and tell my parents that a grade does not mean that's who I am. I was so strong about that. A grade does not determine who I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is your mantra. But I can't get it in my head. (laughs) Only because you haven't practiced it enough. That's it. That's the only problem is you haven't practiced it enough. I'm going to use that one too. I mean, it's really good. And it's like, for us, it's not a grade anymore, but the grade symbolizes, right? We can all relate to that. Well, I would think Mm -hmm. most of us can, at least in our society. He'd been so ingrained, like, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, right? And I understand why we were taught that, right? Because I think, unfortunately, those kids, right, like the young man we were just talking about, who don't have any motivation. Like, I think teachers, parents, they believe that would motivate us. But it just actually doesn't. Well, it did for me. Oh, my God. I thought I was that. Ah, I mean, that's me too. For me too. Like in some ways for me too, that's, I don't want to say hundred percent that's untrue because I was like, I thought that it's what was going to make people like me. It was going to make, you know, all the, all the stuff. Yeah. I thought you couldn't get it. I didn't know how you could get a driver's license if you made under an A. An A, and then there was this guy who was oh, a little yeah, bit older than me. Look at the road now, and you're like, yeah, definitely don't need an A to get a fucking driver's license. Yeah, and <laughs> and I remember there was this guy named Michael something, and I remember thinking, oh, well, Michael has B's and he got a driver's license, so it must be okay. I didn't even make A's in high school, but just that fear that yeah. that letter well, was determined like, to be good enough. It goes back to yes. that fear of not being good enough. Yes. Right? Yeah. If I get a B, that means I'm not good enough to get the driver's license. If I get a B, I'm not good enough to get $250 for this workshop. Mm-hmm. But what if actually that's not true? It's just a thought. I know. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Just like you told your students. One does not equal the other. But yesterday when I was late, I was like, to the executive director only, did I think, oh, not a good first impression, going to be judged on what I can do. And that way I knew I just had to go in and get started. Yeah. And I did. And and there was another administrator in there. And in Tipa Snow's training, one of the, not one of the first, but one of the things she talks about is how valuable I'm sorry's are. And so I went in immediately and I said, I am sorry. I am sorry for being late. Yeah. I'm sorry if you felt like I didn't value your time. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? And when you work with individuals that have to mentor, you have to be flexible. And here we are. Yeah. Maybe all this happened. Like it's alert. Like, you know, you know. And so at the, when I had them review at the end, I said, okay, so what did you take away? Da, 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 da. And I said, and what did I do at the very beginning of this class? And they said, you apologized. That's right. I apologize. You're sorry when you make a mistake. And I was. Yeah. In some ways, I think it was actually for them that you were late. Ironically, Stacey. It Even though some of the people left? Yeah. But those okay. who stayed, 
right? Like the power of that might've been more powerful than anything and everything else you shared. I don't know. I wasn't there, but the way you describe it, I'm like, that is like such a gift alone. Maybe. I don't want to practice. I'm happy to give other gifts. That's just one. <laughs> you want to practice being because it's like, we can also like, it's like always just to see that there's, there's yes. not always a loss in anything. There's always duality. There's always both sides. If we let ourselves see it, like we could just harness, oh my God, you were late. It was so unprofessional, blah, 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 blah. Yes. I'm not saying we want to condone that and encourage it. We want to understand why it happened, but we also, it's okay to see that it wasn't all bad. Right. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. And we just have to hold space that we're also, like you said, sorry, but it's like forgiving yourself too. Yeah, I didn't give up. I drove up and the guy is like, um, you're going to need to move your car. Are you going to be here a short amount of time? Nope, I'm going to be here a long time. Okay, I'll move it for you. Good, because I'm not taking time to move it. <laughs> Wait, is that a boundary? Yeah, no, go do it for me. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing something right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming up right now? that I don't want to lose contact with you, that I need this so much. And, and is that my brain keeping me safe? Like, okay, this check-in is good. Last week I was, I really felt clear about not doing the mastermind. But today I'm like, I don't want to cut those strings. And is it just because I'm feeling vulnerable yeah. today? Right, maybe part of it. Tell me about like what, like, maybe I can help you here. Tell me a little bit about like, when you went through it in your head, what are the, like, whenever I'm making a decision, so old school and some people are like, oh my God, so simple, Rachel. I'm like, yeah, well, it doesn't really, we don't have, we can make things complicated. We can keep things simple, but I will literally go to my whiteboard and I'll write down a line down the middle all the reasons I want to do something, all the reasons maybe I, not that I don't want to, but I don't think now's the right time or whatever. And then the only thing is like, I just have to decide which list I love more. Neither one is right or wrong. Right. That's what I felt like. And I felt like, um, so when I did that and I was in California, uh, Las Vegas. And so you weren't in California. No, I wasn't, but I had the smoke from California And I sat with it for several days and I wrote about it. And what came up for me is, yes, I want to do a mastermind. Just like I said, I just felt like this wasn't the right time for me because I, I am just working on some other things that I just want to give that some time. And I was just like, okay. But how much time is the mastermind really going to take? I mean, sure, it's a once a week commitment and I'm already doing it. And I thought about, okay, well, it'll be a good sounding board as I move forward. But I was just like, no, just take some time. You got this. You can do this. You can. 100% Stacy. And so that's, that's how I made the decision. Like, yep, I want to spend my time doing some other things. I have this foundation, I can do it. And let me try in 2022, when you start another one, because I'll be in a different place then. Yeah. And then today, when I had you to say, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) I do feel like nah, I don't know if I can cut this cord. I I I need support. so here's here's one thing, Stacy. Okay, so either way, again, no right or wrong, but we should never. I believe and this is just my philosophy, and it took me a while to get to this place. We should never do it from a need. We mm. should do it from a want. So, and it's interesting. So the coach. I work with now. So I did her first round of her mastermind. Now I'm in her next level. I think I shared that with you. And I didn't join actually at first, the second round. And then two weeks went by 
And I called her, I'm like, okay, never mind, I want it. <laughs> and I realized I had to sit with it. And I realized I didn't need it. I wanted it. I just wanted the continued support. It's not right or wrong. Can I do it on my own? And honestly, I have two months left and I have to make this decision if I'm going to join again. And it's really fucking expensive. Like, I think I told you, like, really? Did I tell you? I mean, it's like insane. Like, if when I tell people, they're like, I, I told my parents, they thought I lost my mind. And I love the container. And honestly, is it worth the amount? I don't know. But I like this coach. She's the first one I felt like I wanted to stay with. So I've coached with a couple coaches. Most of them I like. The six months was great. And then I was like, okay, let's try someone else. Mm-hmm. She's the first one. I'm like, no, I want to stay with her. Granted, she does pack in a lot of extras too, which I like. I, I love presents. I love bonuses. Um, and it's not, a, you don't need it. If you want it, it's here for you. You have everything here, right? And I always want people to feel that way. Like I see how far I've come. You know, I lost a large amount of weight. I left him at another address. I that to me, honestly, that part alone, Stacy, to me is like, even if like nothing else you had accomplished, I would think Stacy has been. I, such as, hey, I love working with you. I don't want you to go anywhere. I'm going to be brutally honest. But I also understand, like, we have to do, like, sometimes we have to show ourselves, no. But again, it's not about you need it. Do I want the support? Do you want the support? Because you, I mean, in full honesty, no. But do you want the continued support? And in this case, like, I mean, yeah, you could be like, no, Rachel, I just want to keep doing one-on-one. I mean, that's always an option too, right? I was trying, my mind went to the place of, I think Stacey could benefit from the peer support and to be honest, it's cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a piece of it. But yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a need. Like mm-hmm. really honestly, like do your people, <laughs> some of them do need you in full honesty. <laughs> But they have to want it. Like yeah, that's the whole about thing. The people that hire you, right? Because here's the thing is like, when we hire someone from, and there is a little bit, I think when we first get started, I hired people from need, 100%. I felt like I was drowning and I needed someone to show me a path. 100%, I think a lot of us start there. But then I think when we level up, it's not about need anymore because I do think we get to a place. I mean- I guess sometimes I feel like I need my coaches to show me like what I don't see myself, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like, <laughs> I tried cleaning my house the last two weeks because we fired our cleaning lady because she was awful. Mm-hmm. And it just got to the point, like, do I <laughs> need a cleaning lady? I want one. I want one to, so <laughs> A, so I don't have to do it. And B, because she's like, I'm in my house all the time. So I don't see a lot of the like, you know, it's like that same idea. I don't see like the corners that I just are always in front of me. It's that right. kind of- and it kind of, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel so, oh my God. When Brian told me he found someone who's coming Friday, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. But also when I coach with my client, like I have my momentum call tonight. I, what is it? Is it, what's a momentum call? It's the mastermind. Okay. okay. So she just coaches for an hour or so she has a team. So either my coach coaches us or she hired, which I think is, she's phenomenal. This copy coach, she helps people like those write books and she'll look at our copy and like, kind of like I do now. She's taught me so much about copy, like more. I mean, she's not as much a coach as like tonight. She's teaching us about how to make a really powerful webinar. So excited to add that to my master. Like I just literally take things I learn and put my twist on them. Why not? Right. Right. But yeah, that's my momentum call tonight. So momentum is just the name of the mastermind. Momentum. Got it. Love that. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, you don't like that. Yeah, no. And the funny thing you said uh, about, you know, like you started after it began, because I that also went through my mind. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. That went through my mind like. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of little, it's a little bit. And it's fine. It really didn't matter, honestly. Like, I think I started two weeks after the majority of the group. 
and it was fine. Like, did yeah. I miss a call or two? Yeah, but whatever, you know, but I and literally I, did. I was, I, my, I had a call with her and I said, do you know what? I think I'm just going to let it all simmer and I'm just going to keep going back and process. And she's like, okay. And then like, I did a week, I missed, you know, a week of nothing. And then I was like, I, I, for, I don't know. It just was like, I don't know. Like it just hit me. I was like, I, I, again, it was, came from that want, not that need, which I had to finally give myself permission that it was okay to just want something. I don't know about you, but I really struggle with that pretty much my entire life that it's okay to just want something because I was kind of raised to believe that's kind of like greedy, right? Mm -hmm. And that you should only need things. But if I only needed things, like, honestly, if I look around my house, like, nothing would be there. <laughs> it would not be there. Like maybe my couch would be, so I have something to sit on and a table, mm -hmm. but let's be honest. Do I need a television? Well, I mean, no, not really. Brian needs the television. You do not need the television. Yeah. I mean, in all truthfulness, like, I mean, I have a client, she doesn't have a TV. She just right. watches things on her laptop. I actually love it. I think it's kind of cool. You know, she's also like what, 30 years old, but no kids, nothing. I mean, my kids, I think would go ballistic, but like, right. Oh my God. Yes. If I look around, like, I don't know if you saw that, po you know, the purse, that was like the first, I mean, like it like has its own chair. Do you use it every fucking day? Okay, good. I was like, you know what? I just spent all this fucking money on this. And never, I mean, I spent money on my business, never on myself. And I was like, you know what? It's okay to just want things. Like, why does that make us bad? Well, because like, okay, so I either want, so my brother-in-law just closed down or desmallerized his business. Desmallerized. Oh my God. What? I couldn't I think. think. I, mean, I love it. I cannot think of the word downsized, <laughs> but okay. desmallerized. I'm totally, hey, Stacey, I'm all about making up new words. Okay. Desmallerized. I just wrote it down because I love it. Okay. Okay. So he desmallerized his business and I had wanted a new laptop because the one I got with Bruce, I just didn't like it. It's when I go back and I look like everything I bought with him, most things is just wrong. I just can't tell you. It just never was the right thing. Anyway, so I'd been wanting a new laptop. He sent me one of his, which is great. And then now I want either uh, iPad or a Microsoft, their equivalent to the iPad, whatever it's called, the Surface. Yeah. The Surface because the Surface you can do work and you can do, like, because I use I use Word, uh, Microsoft Office. Yeah, I use Microsoft Office. And on the surface, you can still use the Office as opposed to the iPad. It doesn't translate as easily. Okay. And that's just a, that's just a freaking want. And it's okay to want it. it. Yeah, but it's okay to want it. Like, did I need these AirPods that lately drop every time halfway through a call? No, I just wanted them. They're annoying me lately, so I'm not using them today because they pissed me off yesterday. Yeah, it's like I want a new yoga mat. Why? What's wrong with the one I have? Nothing. I just know there's better out there. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So, so when you think about your time right now, Stacey, and you said there's these other things, what is it? Like, do, have you strategically looked at your time? No, I thought about that last night in the shower because, or whenever I showered, because like, since I have been doing time blocking. Yeah. Okay. So do I have that hour to give on Fridays? Yeah. Yes. I have that hour to give. And it, it, I, I don't know, Rachel, I can just say, yes, I thought about it. I looked at my schedule. I'm like, okay, Fridays is the one day that I don't teach. Okay. So I have that hour to give, but would I be doing other things with my business besides that? I don't know. Maybe. I, maybe. It wasn't so much finding the physical time as the mental time. Yes. That's what it was. It's so not you, like. Yeah. But when you think about mental time, what's coming up for you? Oh my gosh. 
Like, where does your brain saying? Like, wh- where is, what is it like? Um, like, I need to be posting more. I need to be um, marketing more. I need to be getting my name out there. I need to be doing these things that I'm not doing right now on a consistent basis. Okay. What? Making other connections. Okay. And what do you think is going to help you be more consistent with the posting and the marketing more? I don't know. I've tried for six months, Rachel. And I, still yeah. can't I still can't get consistent on it. Yeah, I can tell you. Okay, so let's talk about this real quick because this is super important because I agree with you. Yes, these are important things in growing a business. We talked about consistency. That's so interesting because the very first part of our conversation was consistency. Yeah. And I just okay. can't be. <gasps> Fuck. I can't. It's all, it's all about the self-sabotage shit. Yeah. But also, like, what are you telling yourself about posting, marketing more? We're just really marketing postings the same shit. Mm-hmm. And meeting more people, networking more. What does your brain say about it all? For the longest time, let's just go with the posting for a minute. Yeah. I don't think I can be loud. I don't think I can be loud. Why not loud? Why do you need to be loud? Well, for me, loud is like consistently seeing my posts on Facebook, on social media. Uh, That's just not who I am. I don't know that I can do that. It's not who I am. What is it? Who is it that does that? Oh, fuck, Rachel. That's successful people. Exactly. So only successful people are consistent and do, yeah, I have the time or I can make the time, right? Because we know, you know. Right? Yeah. It, so it wasn't that physical blocking. No. And I it was the it other was. part. I didn't think okay. it was. That's why I was like, okay, we'll just start there and dig a little deeper. So only successful people do it. And I'm not successful. No, but you are. You post all the time. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So only successful and, people post all the time. And or people not, got that their shit together. Oh, and I don't have my shit together. I don't. That I can say. Uh, that. Okay. And is there a little bit of I don't have my shit together? Where does that come from? Like, is that even true? I don't mm, have my shit I was shit just together? about to say that. I mean, I think that's a fucking lie. Sorry. Yeah, my I, I'm just going to be real here. Yeah, I... I think so too, because look who got up and did the presentation yesterday, who, you know, filed for divorce, who found a new place to live. This is so key. I don't have my shit together. Someone who doesn't have their shit together doesn't show up on time. That thought you have to go to work on it. Mm -hmm. That's going to keep you from having your shit together. As long as you think I don't have my shit together, how does that feel? Guessing not very good. <laughs> Does it feel defeating? Like what would be one word? That's what the word that came up for me. That's the word that comes up to me. Yeah, and when you feel defeated, what do you do? I, yeah, I'm a hider. So I want to just crawl under this desk or get in the bed. Bingo. I'm a hider, which means you're not going to show up online. Mm-hmm. Like you can hide in different ways. You can hide in your bed. You can hide behind finding busy work and you can hide behind taking naps. We can hide in a lot of different ways and you can hide by just saying, "Mm, I don't have time to write or I'm not that person. I don't want to be that. Yeah, I'm I'm a quieter person. I don't want to be loud. But guess what? I kind of am too, honestly. I'm pretty introverted. A lot of people don't see, like some people see me, the people that really know me know that. I mean, I'm not someone who has plans very often. Like I have like my husband and my kid, but like I, dude, I am in my house. Like Brian made a comment, his car is like, has to go to the shop. And he's like, I'm like, well, just take mine if you need it. He's like, well, I'm like, I don't go anywhere. I don't leave my <laughs> house. Let's be real. Like, I don't really even need a, I mean, you know, of course I need a car to take my kids to it from school, but you don't have, you have a belief that in order to be consistent on social media, I have to be a loud person mm-hmm. and you don't, 
You get to be you. You get to show up as you in your way. Now, there is a skill in learning how to show up in a way that converts 100%. But I think your brain is somewhat blocked out all that because to learn it, you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Does that make sense? Like you're showing up more, but you haven't 100% applied no. the, the skill of writing, if that makes sense. So it compels. You're sharing more, which is awesome. I love it. It's like the first step, like you're dipping your toes in. But writing in a way where people are like, not in a loud way, but in a way where you're giving value and you're showing them that you have something to offer. So ironically, this morning when I was self-coaching, I came up with this formula. I don't know why my brain just comes up weird as shit. And I probably heard it from someone else at some point, but okay. I didn't even finish self-coaching actually because Brian had to fucking take him for his car. Anyway, <laughs> um, love him. Okay, so where is it? Where did I write it? Okay, belief plus value times consistency equals success. When you have the belief in yourself, right? In what you offer, plus you put value out times consistency. So you have to multiply the consistency times your belief and times the value. Sorry, my daughter's in algebra right now. So I- That's I, okay. Belief plus value. Hold on, I'm going to put it on the whiteboard real quickly so you, I okay. can actually describe and then offer value consistently. When we do these two things, the people show up. We have to have the belief first. If we don't have the belief, we ain't going to show up. Let's just be real. That's the very first thing. Once we have the belief, we have to keep working on it because it's going to go in and out because we're humans, right? But then we have to consistently show value over and over and over. So people are like, Shh, I need this or my loved one needs this or depending on, you know, who we're talking to. Mm -hmm. So this you've been working really hard on and it has grown. I would say if there was like a, a scale, you were here and I would say no rooms, the value consistency, not as much, not as much only though, because I think this thought, which we just uncovered <laughs> that you have to be loud and you don't want to be a loud person. You're not a loud person. Mm. So of course that goes against your self-concept of who you are. Mm -hmm. And whenever we go against our self-concept, our self-concept wins. Mm -hmm. Always. So, okay, to me, being loud on Facebook is not really so much hearing my voice as just seeing me consistently yeah. on there. That is just... Because well, then you just said it, that would mean you're successful. And then again, that challenges you right now because you don't see yourself as successful. So then you're almost out of integrity because if you're only successful people do this and I'm not really successful, then I shouldn't be doing this. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, even though I know that that is the key to success. Right, isn't it ironic? But that's also what's keeping you. And I think you are being successful. I think here's the thing is success is another thing I've been working on personally with myself is like, we forget. And that's why every class, every class, every class, every call, I'm always like, what is something you accomplished? Because we, it's never enough. Like for me, like I wanted, you know, a certain amount of people in the mastermind. I hit that number. I was like, yeah, but it's not enough. Well, it was originally enough. Why is it not fucking enough now? Only because I hit that number. Now it should be bigger. But it's like, when is it enough? Like, why do we steal it from ourselves? Okay. Yes. Of course, I want more success. Of course, you want more success. But we don't create more success from not enoughness. We create more success from being in enoughness. So how are you enough right now? And you can still want more. How are you successful right now? Dude, I share about it all the time on social media. I don't know if you know. I mean, I write even your name. <laughs> like... To me, growing confidence is the very first piece and it's the foundation. So it's like trying to build a house without like a slab or a basement. If you don't have it, nothing else is going to work. Right. So to me, you've been so successful. And now there's just other layers to add on top. But it doesn't matter if I think you've been successful. It's more important that you believe that you've been successful. 
and that you are. Dude, you left a marriage that wasn't working for you. That is success. <laughs> I didn't even know you lost weight. Okay, so you lost weight. No, I, I, I'm saying I lost weight because I left him there. I lost 250 pounds. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm like, Stacey, you don't need to lose weight, A, but okay. I, I lost 250 or 60 oh pounds. God. That yeah. is awesome. Okay, that I love. Yes, That's what I, I lost that. I lost weight before I met you two years ago. Well, you look I won't lose anymore. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Whole other separate subject, okay? But you not seeing yourself as successful is going to keep you from the next level of your own success. I know, and I'm so freaking close, Rachel. I'm so close. I mean, you even did it by showing up late, keeping yourself small, not successful. Do you see it? It's this, all the same shit. Mm-hmm. The only, the biggest thing that needs to change right now is you have to start seeing yourself as a success. <laughs> That's part of that daily accomplishment inventory, which I know you're doing, but I just don't think you've hundred percent embodied it yet. Mm-mm. And I get it. It's, it's taken me a couple of years to actually get to the place where, I mean, and I still have days like, d- dude, it came up yesterday or two days for me when I told you, when I was like, why am I telling myself this is not success? Yeah. But I think, okay. This is something. So I want to move out where I'm living by December 1st. Okay. I want out. And then I think I got some money from Bruce. It's not a lot now. I used some money to pay bills. Shit. Okay. So then the reality of like, crap, can I afford to live on my own? I may have to have someone co-sign for me. That's not successful. Why is that not successful? I had to have someone co-sign for me. You did? Mm-hmm. Do you know that when I left my ex, I was making like $25,000, $30,000? Yeah, that's what I'm going to be making. And how yeah. can I even be living on my own with that? Do you know what's ironic? I did. I made it. I'm not sure how I did when I look back now with two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was paying, I think $1,500 a month for the house I rented mm-hmm. and I fucking hired a coach. And I, oh, yeah, without anything, yeah, without you yeah. even having that. And I, and I hired, I'm like, yeah. And I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I did accrue some debt, but now I've paid it off. So I just, I, I, you, but you have to just, you just have to believe in yourself enough that you will be successful enough that it's all going to work out. I do believe that. And then I get this little reality check. Like, but mm. is it really reality? Because reality is kind of one of those things where like, we like to say it's reality, but I mean, we really don't know. Yeah, I think, I do think, okay, you are going to be able to move out. It is going to be fine. And you are going to make it. 100%. That's just how it is. You just have to, you just have to believe it's inevitable. Yes. Cause I want out. I was like, well, I could stay safe and I could stay there. You could. I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And you can do it. And I can do it. Right. hundred percent because you're successful. Okay, so I hear you, what you're saying. There are things when you say I'm successful, there are things that I could iterate to you that, but it's, okay, but now I see it. It's because I don't make a lot of money that I don't feel successful. Right, remember the A. I know, I was just about to say that. You have a C right now, so you're not successful. Right, yep. What if success has nothing to do with the grade? I know, but you need that money to live, to survive. Agreed. Agreed. We don't want to deny that. But do you make enough to survive? Let me tell you, you can actually live off of that because I did it with two kids. Oh, honey. I'm really sure exactly how I did it, but you can do it. Yes. You know what? I know that. I have lived off. I have been in that situation many times. So up until... Up until, I don't know, sometime this week, I was like, yeah, I can do it. It's going to be tight, but I can make it work because this is going to be successful. Yeah. I am good at what I'm doing. I know that. 
And when I think about going back to a nine to five job, I just feel like it's a huge compromise. It's a huge compromise to myself. And to all the people out there that need your help, honestly. Okay. I, hmm. Did you forget about all them? Yeah. We all do. Because we think about ourselves all the time. Yeah. But do you see how, like, if, if you let yourself see yourself as at least, let's not even go successful, partially successful. Mm-hmm. Could you partially, like, even if you weren't posting every day, but you were just offering value four days a week. Rachel, I can't even get two fucking days away. I know. Maybe. That's why I'm going to go to four for a second. Okay. Okay. You see how that consistency is seriously. It's more than I have now. Yeah. And it doesn't have to just be posting. Like I have a client who doesn't, she doesn't want, I'm like, fine, don't let's figure out your way. Like she just goes to lots of networking events. She's, you know, meets people, she calls people and it works for her. It doesn't have to be that way. It's just for me, I teach it because it's worked well. And it's just a way to get yourself in front of a lot of people quicker. And it, yes, absolutely. And once I, you get the hang of it, it's, it's a skill. Just like learning to coach, just like learning to teach, just like learning to do anything. It's just a skill. And once you learn that skill and you get the habit of doing it, it's, it's really not, it's, I'm not saying it's easy because I wouldn't say, I don't think that's like coaching, like anything's easy, but it's not that hard, right? Just a skill that I just think that so many of us need to learn. Like I had to learn it, but again, it comes always back to still the thoughts that keep us from doing it. And that's a thought. I don't want to be too loud. I don't don't want, Mm -hmm. that's a thought. Yeah. And I will, that's, I think some of your work is like, why? Like, and A, you don't need to be loud, but like, we can say that, but why do you not want to be loud? Like, I I don't want to be loud either. And I can tell you all my reasons, but what for you, like, cause you're loud, my loud, I think are a little different, but like for you, loud means like being seen all the time. That's what loud means. Yeah. 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 And why don't you want to be seen all the time? Mm, This first stupid reason is because I'm an introvert. Like, okay. But what would it mean for you if you were seen all the time? What do you make that mean? If I'm being seen all the time, what's going to happen? People will notice me. Yeah. And if they notice you, what will happen? I don't know what will happen, but I get really uncomfortable on the inside. When when I think, oh, people are going to notice me. Yeah. And I guess that's the work is why is that a problem if they notice you? Yeah, that part. For most of us, it goes back to that place of that very humanness of they might reject me. They may not like me. They may judge me. That's for most of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very human that all humans experience. It's just part of being a human. Yeah. Without knowing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like the worst, like in our, to our brains, it means death. So literally it's like us then having to face that biggest fear that we all have, which is death. Mm-hmm. You're right. If, if you don't notice me, I'm not as judged or made fun of or whatever. And I don't have to feel awful. People can see you on social media and not make a post and say a bunch of shit. Yeah. But here's the thing too. Doesn't it feel awful? not being, not reaching and helping all those people you want to help and not being as successful as you want to be. So either way, you're going to feel awful. That's what I finally got to the point. I got some coaching else. I was like, okay, well then I might as well feel awful this way. Cause I'd rather <laughs> have all the things I want in my life. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to feel awful. And it does sometimes feel awful. I'm not going to lie, but you know, it feels really damn good is when you help someone, when you sign that client, when you're able to show them, like that feels really good. Mm-hmm. So I've just decided all those awful feelings are worth the good ones. Cause you kind of don't get one without the other. I mean, you can, but it's just harder. So you get to just ask yourself, am I willing to feel awful? <laughs> am I willing? I already feel awful. Right. I already feel awful. I feel awful for not doing more Mm. to make myself known. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just make you more known. Let's let people see you. Let's let them judge you. But let's also let them love you. That's the thing is we hide. They don't get to judge us, but they also don't get to love us. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Just forgetting about that part. Because there's going to be a lot. There are going to be people that judge. Let's just be honest. There always are. Always are. Yeah. I mean, we do it too, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be people that absolutely love you. But yeah, sit with that. I will. All of that. Whatever you decide, I still love you. And I love you too. And I'm not, you're still going to be part of my life. I had to you're, not that be, out. you're not going to be a stranger. I already know that. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But whatever you decide, just know that, make that decision from not a need, but from a want. And if it's not now, that's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Talk to you. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Wellness Boss. If you want to learn more about my work, come visit me at rachelbethcoaching.com. That's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Beth, B-E-T-H, coaching.com. See you next week.